Alright, hey everybody. Welcome to or welcome back to the Sugar Bench Adventure Podcast. We're going to switch things up a little bit here today and do an interview. So uh, I hope to do more of these as we move forward. So uh, just some background on this before we jump in. Uh, this interview is um, with my grandpa and it's about a place called the Sugar Bush where we've boiled sap to make maple syrup for um, for a while, since about 1996. And with that, um, I could have probably talked to my grandpa about a million things, but it was cool just to kind of jump in on the, um, the maple syrup thing uh, because he's got a sweet tooth and it sounds like his dad had a sweet tooth um, as well. Also, the sugar bush is an area where um, I just have a lot of fond memories of being with family. Um, my dad and my brother, we froze uh, out there um, many a times and spent a lot of time out there with friends too. So it's just been a really cool place to, to come together. And I know it's special for my grandpa and I wanted to uh, certainly thank him for that too. Um, in addition to that, I remember growing up and my grandpa coming home with a um, pickup truck full of uh, maple syrup taps so to tap trees. And, and I thought that was so cool that, um, you know, he went on an adventure out to New Hampshire to get those and bring them back and we've been making maple syrup since well not so much me but <laughs> everyone else in the family uh, but i i like to help out if i can so so anyways without further ado here's um the interview with my gramps and then also feel free to send in any questions to uh sugarbench at gmail.com or uh, check us out on instagram at the sugarbench if you have anyone that you know would be a good interview let me know or um, if you have any questions, just, you know, shoot those in and we look forward to doing more things, um, you know, that are interesting. All right. Hope everyone's having a great time and I hope you enjoy the interview with my gramps. All right. Oh, and my granny too at the end. Take care, everybody. My name is Dean Akins. I've been making maple syrup from the time that probably I could, uh, 10, 12 years old, when I was running through the woods with my father. That would have been back in the early 50s, 1950. And we're here in the building that was built in 1996, and we can see the rafter from the original building from the 1950s. And did your dad start with maple syrup? He bought the sugar bush in the, uh, after the, after World War II, or before World War II, was when they, when they didn't, when you couldn't buy sugar, and uh, they, they started here so they would have some sugar to cook with. They'd bought this, they'd bought this woods from a fellow in town that used the hard maple to uh, run his bakery because the hard maple wood was the only wood they could get to be hard hot enough to run the bakery. And when the bakery went out of business, Dad bought the sugar bush so he could make sugar so they would have the sweetener to cook with. Mm. So today there was about 12 people here kind of helping out. What was one of your earlier memories? Is it similar in the sense that it uh, bringing people together? Probably what we, I was out of it for a while. We didn't do it in the in the probably in the 60s. 
and then we were outdoors people and the kids we the kids were running with skidoos and they kind of wanted to do it just for a pastime and we started out at one time and we gathered uh, went back at bacon syrup and we did it with skidoos in the woods and the kids and their all their friends just had a good time running around the woods uh, cooking the syrup and eating hot dogs and having a good time what would be your first memory of making maple syrup because for me it was in the original building with the stone hearth in the chair in the corner and it being uh, small and drafty. Like, do you have any early memories of making maple syrup? Well, I I remember the early memories when I was just maybe a teenager or younger in school. I'd come home from school and run out here when dad was doing it and eating eggs that was cooked in the syrup and seeing the horses that were around the woods and just being outside in the spring of the year. Yeah, cool. So one of the questions that um, that Ella actually asked was, um, what is one of your favorite ways to use maple syrup? Well, I like to use it a lot of different ways. It's good, uh, good on waffles, but I like to uh, put it on ice cream. And, uh, you know, like there's a lot of different ways to use it. You put it on your... You can put it on your cereal. One of the good, uh, good in the sugar bush here, and when we get real ambitious and want things to do, you put a little bit of maple syrup in a frying pan and poach it, and you have a good egg sandwich. Or you can do all, you can fry, fry your, put a little syrup in a frying pan and fry your ham in it. And you, can, you can't hurt it any. You can just sweeten things up with it a little bit. And you can do all kinds of things with it. Nice. So um, today, as I was walking around, I you you could see the um, the log splitter running, the evaporator running, the pump pumping up sap, the um, and then the 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 sap evaporator going. How what would your dad Elmer think if he if he saw the operation and what it looks like right now? Do you think would he think that it's pretty different? Oh, it would be entirely different than what it was. We we work with try to make a clear product, and we try to uh, see how clear a product we can have and how pure a product we can get. And we've got the equipment to keep it clean. I can remember him telling about when they first started it, when they made it out of a out with a hog kettle sitting up on some stones and the smoke coming up around the kettle and getting it, uh, when they took it home, one of some of the ancestors were from Quebec and she where they out in the woods and the Frenchman and she was, dad was telling about when the, oh, the syrup was black as tar when they got it made, but the, the lady, why uh, she said, that's good, that's got the good woodsy taste. When the ashes were, he said he just couldn't ma- imagine how black it was. Mm-hmm. And, but she she was just great, thought it was the great, I've heard Dad remember say, the good woodsy taste of it. Woodsy taste, cool. So th- this has nothing to do with making maple syrup. Um, but I like the story of um, just the idea of you showing up late to your wedding. Can you tell that story at all? 
my, myself to yeah, when, when I tell yeah. the story that you the best the best part of the get the best answer to that would be to talk to my wife. <laughs> but we were at the wedding and they uh I don't know, I had to go somewhere for something uh for my wife and I didn't get home quite as quick as I should have. And I, but I was still in time to go, so I, when I went back to get my mother and father to go the wedding, why everybody jumped in the car and away we went. But I get to the wedding, my wife wondered where the ring was. And everybody was kind of said that I was supposed to have. But lo and behold, I forgot to bring the ring. So my mother got in the car and we went back home. We made a quick trip, probably the fastest trip my mother ever made. But we got back, and but the wedding went on. I was about ten or fifteen minutes late, but the wedding I was a little late, little late, but better late than never. Nice. So back to maple syrup. Do you recall what happened in like the 1990s to to build this? Because I remember building this building um, with the cedar poles, and do you remember what that conversation was like to get it back going again? Well, the, the, we'd been making it. We didn't have this part on, the cooking part, and we had quite a few young uh, grandchildren, and we had no warm, warm place for them to get. And they still wanted to, uh, they, ever, they, they were old enough to be of help, and they wanted to make the maple syrup, but we didn't have it. I said, well, if we're going to make it, we're going to have a place to eat, and we're going to have a place to get in where we're warm. Right. We were all sitting around the kitchen table one morning, and so we decided, well, we were going to build a put a shack, a building on here. Well, I told the fellows that we'd just build a barn and we had some boards around. I told the fellows around to uh, put the boards on a trailer, and uh, I'd go out and cut some cedar poles, and we'd build a building. Well, there was probably eight, ten kids around and the, their mothers and all of that. And so they decided they were going to go, they were coming out to the woods here and we we're going to have a picnic and see what happened. So one of the boys came with me. We come out here in the woods and we cut the cedar posts that were in the corner. Yeah. And we're down in the woods. We had some shovels and, well, by that time they'd come with the uh, trailer with some plank. So we dug the hole, set the set the uh, set the plank up. And by that night, we had the we didn't know what size we were going to have it. So we uh, my mo my wife kind of got everybody together and sat on the ta on the floor. And she said, "You better make it a little bit bigger." Mm. So we did. We made it a little bit bigger. And that night we. Uh, started uh, we said we had the framework put up and from then on i just cut cut some treaters with some trees with a chainsaw and took them to the amish to get them cut up with boards whatever i need to build it up and with the boys helping me why we uh that's what we got up i remember one time when gertie and uh scout were out here with me while we were outside nailing and I couldn't keep them, but they always wanted to get inside. We had a little fire in here, and I, I, they always had to get in with the fire, and I, 
they, that's where they wanted to stay. But they that night I heard they just couldn't understand how I was driving nails out there, and they had to keep warm. But it, we got it done through the winter time, a little bit at a time, and we finally got it done. And when I finished it, the last building I did, I built over the top of, the, of an old stone hearth. Didn't know whether I was going to get it done in time to make syrup or not, but I got it done, and, and that building was built right over top of the first sugar shack. Right. And uh, but I got it done in time, and we started the fire. And when we got the sap, I took the old sugar shack down and burnt that, and we had the new building up and working. Cool. Yeah, it's been a big, and it's just been a big challenge and a big challenge all the time. Just something different, trying to keep up with what we wanted and just being able to do what we wanted in one day at a time. So we so we can thank Granny for the size of this building that we're in. She made us make it a little bit bigger, and one thing led to another, and we're here today. And, and so to set the stage, um, to your right is a sink, and I was reading through the journal today. Uh, uh, one of the big events in 1997 was when we got that sink. And um, so it's just interesting to think that um, we've all had really cool experiences out here with uh, there's no electricity, no running water, and um, it's really quiet when the dogs aren't barking and porcupines aren't scratching at the floor and things like that. So I want to thank you for... Um, providing a place like this and, and now my kids can come here and um you know climb on the wood piles and you know chase you know dogs and stuff like that it was through the grandchildren and their their efforts and things that the upstairs would put in and they play, they had a place to come and stay and there during the ice storm and what 80, 97 was I believe it? so. That's in the journal too. It was four, four days uh, there out of four school. Four or five days or a week they didn't have any school. And there was 10, 12 kids that just stayed out here and played cards and kept warm. And Yeah. But they've had they've enjoyed being out here. They'd, sometimes they'd be cold at night and sometimes they'd be hot. And cool. So I think I've got, I think that's it for questions. Um Oh, Ella asked, um, did you have a TV when you were little? No, I no. didn't have any. No ne TV? I've never had any TV levels. No, 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 when you were little. Did you have a TV when you were little? At house, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I remember getting it. How old were you? Probably 12 or 14. Nice. I'll have to tell her so that. So I, uh, things that, there's been a big change in the world around. Yeah. So, okay, this is us signing off. Okay, at our earlier interview today with Gramps, the only um, point of contention was the story about why he was late for his wedding. So we brought in Granny to provide maybe some different facts. So Granny, can you tell us a story about when Grandpa happened to be late for your wedding? I certainly can. Let me tell you, I had my dad take me three times to the church so that we could be there exactly one minute to one. When I get there, our best man, George Armstrong, asked Dean for the rings so that he wouldn't forget. Dean says he didn't know anything about rings. Who has the rings? His mother looked at him. She says, I left them on the table for you to pick up, Dean. So they hopped into Dean's car, took off, 
We are now about four miles from the church. He was back within seven, eight minutes. I assure you, his mother was hanging onto the dash. This is pre-seatbelts, you know. <laughs> Everybody is looking out of the church, and there was a story going around pre-wedding that Dean might back out. <laughs> and they could see me out there as the bride, and they were beginning to question just where the groom was. <laughs> so you see the situation wasn't good. <laughs> My mother was a nervous wreck. His mother was a nervous wreck. I was a nervous wreck, and was Dean was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, that's the story of why Dean was late for his own wedding. Now, this should have been a sign. <laughs> I guess we'll have to go back and see. It sounded like that was identical to the story that you told, Graham. I'll bet it was. So, <laughs> and that was the last time that he was late, right? Wrong! Okay. <laughs> All right, so that, that settles that. All right, folks, that's it. We uh, hope you had a good night, and everyone have a great week. Always try your best. See you next time.